It's safe to say that since you're watching this video, you want to be a Scrum Master or you've taken the first few steps in order to become a Scrum Master or your journey to become a Scrum Master has started. Very briefly, um, I will uh, go over a few aspects of what a Scrum Master really is. Uh, actually, even before that, uh, what do you need to become a Scrum Master? So really three things that uh, you need to pay attention to. One is the skills that you're going to need. Two is the attitude, hallmarks of the attitude that you're going to need in order to become a successful Scrum Master. And then the knowledge part of it. Like any job that you're going to get into, the knowledge part plays a very important role. So let's go back, start with the skills. The skills that you're going to employ as a Scrum Master uh, a few that I'm going to mention because those skills really form part and parcel of what you're going to be doing. Conflict identification and management. If you do see a conflict coming, if you have that sense of conflict emerging and you are the kind of person or your personality ensures that you try to look into the details of that conflict as to the reason of that conflict, how can I mitigate this conflict? How can I move forward in a very resolution-oriented manner? That is the kind of uh, skill set that you will employ in becoming a successful Scrum Master. Then we also have uh, dependency management. What that means is if another team is dependent upon your team or vice versa, if and how do I get ahead of that relationship in the context of this is the dependency. I depend on team B to deliver this. They need to deliver a certain product to my team. So we need to meet our deadline by this date for us to be able to deliver this product. So who my team is dependent upon? What is the dependency? What is the timeline associated with that dependency? What happens if this dependency is not met? And what is at stake? Plus, who is the point of contact for this dependency? So dependency management is a very critical aspect of what you're going to uh, be doing. So this skill comes in very handy. Uh, you can also call it a root cause analysis. What is the problem? Where is the problem coming from? What is causing this problem? So many times you're looking at a symptom as opposed to and thinking this is the problem, but that is seldom the problem. You've got to conduct a detailed root cause analysis. So just like that, dependency management. Plus, you've got to be very solution oriented. That is a skill one can even learn. How to turn your focus from problem oriented individual to being a solution-oriented individual. What is the problem at hand that we're trying to solve? Who caused this problem? What caused this problem? Instead of looking at this and only focusing on what has already happened, we try to shift our focus towards what is the solution? How do we move forward? What are our ways forward? How many options do we have? Which teams or which individuals do we need to rely upon? in order to get this solution? What is the timeline do we have? What are the resources for us to have this resolution? So conflict management, conflict anticipation and management, dependency management, and then solution-oriented approach. These really 
form those skill sets, those competencies that one needs to possess or train on to become a good scrum master. Then we're talking about attitude and talking specifically about scrum master. Let's talk about those four traits that you're going to exhibit your attitude when you're talking to the team, when you're working with the team, you're going to be a mentor where you're going to be asking leading questions, self-discovery questions. So if your personality is where you enable others to ask those self-discovery questions, you are on the right track. You are a mentor by virtue of personality. If you are the kind of person who getting his or her hands dirty in terms of showing team how to do certain things, in terms of showing team how to take care of dependency management, in terms of showing team how to do capacity calculations, or in terms of engaging leadership to resolve a blocker. If you are the kind of person who does not mind getting their hands dirty so that you can train your team members and even leadership, that is the kind of person, that is the kind of attitude a scrum master needs to have. Then also, if your focus is more on motivation instead of blame game, you are being a coach, you are standing on the sidelines and you are motivating your team that is trailing 30 to nil or 23 to zero, and uh, they are staring at defeat, but you want to highlight the positives when you're communicating with the team, when you're speaking to the team, to each member of the team, you want to personalize that message, that positive reinforcement because you are the coach of that team. And then you are a facilitator. What a facilitator does is course correction. A team is taking care of the goals. A team is in a session and the discussion just goes sideways. What facilitator does is, a good facilitator does is, he or she course corrects the session, the communication, the discussion, the conversation, instead of letting the team getting distracted by what's not to be done, by less important aspects of the discussion, which are not urgent at this point in time. So when we're talking about attitude, you are a mentor, you are a trainer, you are a facilitator, and you are a coach. And then after this, we hit knowledge. Now, knowledge, when it comes to being a good, successful Scrum Master, starting with a good Scrum Master, transitioning into a great Scrum Master, you've got certification base. Whether or not you have certification, that's a completely different story. Then whether or not you have experience. So let's start with certification. If you do not have certification, that would be a good start because that lends you credibility. Either you've had a certification through Scrum Alliance or you've had it from Scaled Agile Framework or you've had it through scrum.org. To have a certification, as I mentioned, lends you credibility that this individual is serious about their career path. They have invested time and money into getting this into obtaining this certification because they see themselves as a scrum master and potentially a, an agile coach in the future. That is why they have invested this much time and money. 
Then after certification comes the experience. If you have the experience, fantastic. You can apply that experience. So many times individuals do not have direct experience. So what we do is we bank on the experience you've had, the transferable experience you've had in other fields. So if you've worked in retail banking, you've had knowledge of banking transaction flows, you've had knowledge of banking point of sale system. If you have worked in telecom and you've uh, worked in a call center for a leading telecom uh, company, you understand how different transaction flows go. You understand how different call flows go. When someone calls in for warranty support conversation, you understand how that call will go. You understand that decision flow, that flow chart in your mind. So you have that understanding of how a transaction works because at the back end for a telecom company, you're looking at software, you're looking at the processes. So we're talking about understanding and knowledge of a banking, retail banking process, a uh, retail telecom process, and bringing that understanding, bringing that knowledge into your role as a scrum master. Your transferable knowledge, transferable experience. Since you do not have a direct experience of being a scrum master, the experience you bring from another role which lends you that credibility that yes, this person understands how this process is going to work when we are talking about software development lifecycle. So going through a quick recap, fantastic that you've decided to become a scrum master. What you need to understand is whether or not you have the skill. And when we talk about skill, three very important uh, things uh, under that category or under Scale or competency, should I call it, is conflict identification and management, dependency identification and management, and solution-oriented approach. Then whether or not you have the attitude to be a scrum master, to be a servant leader. And that includes your personality traits as a mentor, as a trainer, as a coach, as a facilitator. And then coming down to the knowledge part of it, certification, if you do not have any, that is the first thing that I would recommend you do. Uh, browse through scrum.org website, scrum alliance website, or scaled agile framework and look at safe scrum master certifications. After that, direct experience or indirect transferable experience, whether or not you have, or whatever kind of experience you have, how can you transfer that experience, that skill set that you've accumulated over the course of years into your role as a potential scrum master. Hopefully you were able to take away something out of this video. Uh, please continue watching and following for more content, more information. So do subscribe, Delivering the Experience with Umer Khan, where I'm gonna be talking a lot of, uh... hopefully you were able to take something away from today's video in your pursuit of becoming a scrum master and in your journey through agile in your pursuit of becoming a scrum master during the course of your agile journey please subscribe for more content and more information more videos on all things agile and scrum master Up till next take very good care of yourself Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
And please do not forget to subscribe to the channel. And if you have any questions or if you are looking to, or if you want me to, or if you want a focused video on any topic related to Agile or Scrum Master, please do email training at deliveringtheexperience.com and I'll be more than happy to share that with you. Till next, take very good care of yourself.